Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips, and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your expertise. Hello, you absolutely glorious lot. How are we all doing? Welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host, and I've got a spring in my step today. The sun has been shining. The world is just feeling incredible. I was very productive at work. So I know this episode is going to be amazing. And I'm bigging it up because we've got a superb guest coming your way. But before we go there, I just want to ask, have you ever felt like you are completely overwhelmed? Yeah, me too. So on today's episode, we're going to look at overwhelm and we're going to focus on it from an events professional's perspective. But no matter what industry you are from or, you know, where where you work, whether you're a marketeer, whether you're a PR specialist, a communication specialist or from a different industry, everybody does suffer from overwhelm at some point in their lives. And unfortunately, what happens is we make mistakes because we are overwhelmed and we're not quite sure what to do. Now, don't panic, because I've got an expert in this field that's going to help us just make sense of it all. So Naomi Tucker, she is a business strategist. She's also a certified life coach. She's a motivator, an educator, and she's an events prof too. So she founded Events Planners Purpose to help people, to help motivate events profs and also inspire them, to coach them, lead and develop them. And one of the things she does look at is overwhelm. So we're gonna take some time today to dig into this and just really understand it and understand how we can help ourselves. Are you ready? Get your notebook ready. Let's go and meet Naomi now. Naomi, welcome to the podcast. It's so wonderful to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And it's great to connect with you across the pond there. And thank you for reaching out. Before we go into our topic today, which is so important to discuss, I'd like to know more about you and how you got involved in the events industry. Sure, absolutely. Well, I started this industry by mistake. (laughs) I had no clue that I would um, get this far or that I would gain so much love for the industry. Um, It was just merely something that I needed to do to keep me financially stable at uh, college. (laughs) So my first exposure was really in hospitality, working um, in a major hotel chain, and I just absolutely loved it. It was such an amazing experience and found that I just wanted more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) So I just ended up um, after many years there wanting to do something different, wanting to embrace more details, be more into the meeting. So I decided to go over into the third party side and um, worked with a third party organization. So we worked with Fortune 500 companies and I was a lead planner. I traveled the world. I I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it was, it really was. And then I worked as a corporate planner with an insurance company and then found myself back into third party. So that's where I am right now um, with meetings and incentives worldwide. It's an amazing company and I lead other planners. And then I also help sure make, make sure that the companies get what they need and that they're really taken care of. So, um, and in addition to that, I love to coach others and yeah. I founded planners on purpose. So I help event planners and 
professionals stress less so that they can really live the lives that they want um, while doing what they love. Because we love what we do. Sometimes it can be too much of it, but I help um, planners get through some of those tough times. Oh, yes, without a doubt. And I could talk about this topic around that all day because, yeah, we're going to dive into it in a moment around like why we don't help ourselves as events planners and the sort of mistakes that we make. Um, but I just loved your passion there and your background around um, event the events industry. You've kind of been on most sides, haven't you, and seen it from all angles. What is mm -hmm. it about events that um, absolutely makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning and, and deliver? Just seeing um, everyone ha everyone happy. I love the different types of events. I love the creativity that goes into them, especially in the last couple of years where everybody needed to transition into hybrid and into virtual. Um, it brought out a lot of creativity that um, we needed to really use um, yeah. and create new and different things and ways to engage. And those type of things in the industry is what I really love. And then just seeing the end result, having our customers look at the end result and be happy and be super excited about it. It's just such a, an adrenaline rush, right? When you go to a program and you're ready and all the details are there and you're just ready to execute and make everybody happy. So those are some of the areas that I absolutely love and it can be kind of addicting. I, I <laughs> know, is, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we say yes, 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 yes to a lot. Um, we do, we yeah. do, <laughs> we do. Um, it so yeah, talking about the delivery side of things and the execution side of things it kind of you get that adrenaline rush don't you from sort of planning everything to perfect perfection right up into the day and then the delivery and the adrenaline that gets you through that day um and then people talk about it being similar to when you plan your wedding I've never been married so I can't I can't use that similarity but um and then afterwards it's kind of a bit like oh it's done <laughs> it's, you do get that little down bit as well afterwards don't you <laughs> you do you do you're kind of like oh my gosh it's not it's done in an instant right yeah. um, um, it's just something, but, um, but it's, but it really is very exciting. And, yeah. um, I think that's what a lot of us like is yeah. being able to continue to reproduce those things, um, for our clients and our customers. And it's just, it's just, and it's just so fun, especially when you're doing it with some people that really make you happy and that you really get along with. It just makes it such an enjoyable industry. Yeah, completely agree. And um, we can feel the passion from both of us around events. And um, the topic that we're going to talk about today might seem a little bit negative, but it's around understanding how we can support each other and coach and develop each other to work through over overwhelm. Because I know personally, when I'm taking on quite a big project, then there is so many different avenues and different um, departments internally externally um, that you have to deal with timelines key milestones deadlines and sometimes it can just feel like too much and I don't think we help ourselves sometimes do we um so talk to me about what overwhelm is yeah well overwhelm is really that that sudden sensation that really comes over us that we uh definitely are in over our heads we yeah. don't know where we, we can go with um a particular project or a particular situation you just feel this pressure to perform but you really really feel stuck um that's what overwhelm is it's like you you your cup you just go over <laughs> in, yes. in terms of emotionally um yeah. and you're really not able to function um yeah. and usually what we usually do in those particular instances is we go into overdrive yeah. um and try to really get it all done and sometimes that's done out of more of a 
dominant space, right? But it really affects our emotions. It affects our hormones. It affects everything when we are in that overwhelmed situation. So I would just say that, um, that it really is when you have this sudden overwhelming urge that you aren't going to be able to get it done, that there's so much pressure that you feel like there's nowhere to go and that you feel a little stuck and um, really not really knowing what that next step is going to be. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it it can be either at the beginning, it could be at any part in the process in terms of when you're managing, planning, delivering an event, can't Mm -hmm. it? You know, because events are very fast paced, they're ever changing, they're continuing to make decisions and then you need stakeholders to make decisions and then budgets come into it. And there's all these things and all these factors that you have to deal with throughout. And I know that having managed teams that many of my teams deal with overwhelm in different ways. So I see it come out in people in different ways. Some people go really quiet and they'll just get, take themselves away and they'll try and deal with it themselves. Some people get very, very emotional and they might even cry because they just physically can't see the light through the, you know, the light through the trees um mm-hmm. and is that what you've experienced as well do people deal with overwhelm in different ways yes absolutely I think that sometimes we tend to the isolation um definitely yeah. is a thing where we're saying hey you know I'm overwhelmed so I just need to isolate <laughs> isolate myself and figure this out where yeah. we don't really talk to other people about our overwhelm um and sometimes when we are getting it as a leader or as a manager or even as someone that's supporting another planner yeah. it's probably Probably when it's at its max, yeah. <laughs> where it really, where where it's coming out in that overwhelming emotion of like crying or anger or frustration. Um, so I definitely see the same um, types of things when it comes to overwhelm in terms of what some of those symptoms would be in the workplace. In Definitely. the yeah and it's really difficult as a manager you know I, I'm an experienced manager now but in the early days it was difficult to understand how to help and support people through sort of overwhelm mm-hmm. and and you can see that people do make mistakes because they can't understand the right path that they need to take to, to find that solution what are the kind of mistakes that we make when we're in that sort of state of overwhelm that was- one of the mistakes is that we don't, we don't have the time for the actions that are going to help us. So typically when we're in overwhelm, uh, you really need to take a step back, allow your, some people call, allow your mind to wander, allow yourself to be able to think about those things in a non-pressured environment. And sometimes that means taking a break, doing a hobby, doing something with friends, going out on a vacation, even if it's for a half day, just to reset your mind, just to think about something else And sometimes those things will, sometimes taking that break will allow you to think about those solutions, right? Um, And then just think simple as uh, simple breathing exercises, Um, taking for a little mini walk in the middle of the day. Those are things that can help balance you as you are um, getting through a really stressful and overwhelming time. And I completely agree. Absolutely. Um, sometimes though, like even today, we talked earlier about the fact that I'm going on vacation at the end yeah. of today. And I, I am a little bit overwhelmed today because there's so much to do. And I, I I have to be honest, I didn't stop and take a lunch break today. I was like, no, I've just got to bang on, bang on, bang on. Now I've, I'm hungry. I've literally got a headache going on and I'm yeah. I've probably not drank enough water. And that's probably because I've just carried on and carried on. Whereas if I'd have stopped mm-hmm. and paused and helped myself and refreshed, mm-hmm. then I'd have got, I'm going, I would have got through 
through my tasks today in a better way and being more efficient with my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's like, it's good stress and bad, you know, sometimes it's good stress and then yeah. it's more of a toxic stress. And sometimes yeah. that good stress is like, oh my gosh, I'm pressured. I'm really wanting to go on vacation. I'm, I'm excited for that. And because of that, I know that I have to get through this short period of time yeah. where I'm trying to get myself out the door. I think that, you know, it is stressful for sure. Um, but it's, it's, it can be quite different from a stress that's more toxic. Like I'm work, working with this program with a difficult client and I really don't see the way out and yeah. I'm getting to the point of, of no return where it just produces, you know, total anxiety, total, um, kind of breakdown in a way. Um, and that is kind of the area that we want to steer, um, people away from. And like you mentioned, doing those subtle things throughout the day, drinking the water, it definitely does help, but sometimes stress is just a everybody deals with stress, right? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a way of life and in, <laughs> in some respects and we have to get through it, but it's still toxic and toxic stress situations that help. that is really, um, is more crucial for us to make sure that we're getting through in a healthy way. Yeah, and I, you're absolutely right. And I just want to bring on to something that you just mentioned there around when you're dealing with really difficult, say, clients, or I work in a corporate business, so most of mine are stakeholders internally. And some mm -hmm. of them are difficult, some of them are really lovely, but some of them can be quite difficult. So they, sometimes you do feel overwhelmed because you are trying to live up to their expectations. Your your workload is just so big and you're trying to prioritize. How, how do you deal, how do you talk people through that? And how, so how do you give them tips to help them when when in, you know they are dealing with people so it's it's an external mm -hmm. factor that's causing their problems yeah I think sometimes when we are overwhelmed we do feel like we're less than especially if we're in those situations you're talking about where the you know we're dealing with internal or external clients that really are um they're difficult yeah. and, you know and and it could be the fact that we need to ask ourselves okay well why uh why is this per what is the root of the problem yeah. or what is the root of the reason why this person is um, handling things in such a way. Sometimes when we really understand what someone else's why is, uh, that helps us to be able to handle the situation a little bit more. So if I have a client that really has a boss that's coming down at them and they really want to look good for their boss, then I'm going to help them with that. I'm going to help them look good, give them exactly what they want, um, not what, what I really need, <laughs> need for them to, to have. So it's really understanding your client a bit more and asking those particular questions to help you get to the root of what their need is. And that I find helps things go a little bit smoother when it comes to those client and planner relationships. Yeah, I completely agree. It is getting to know either your peers, your colleagues, or your clients, like you say, mm -hmm. and understanding where their stress buckets are and what they're dealing with. That's a really nice tip, actually. And if you're a manager like me, um, where I have had team members that are really, really struggling um, with that overwhelm, and we've we've tried to prioritize, we've gone through the workload, and and there are at the moment with the pandemic and and teams have been cut, and then the workload's gone even bigger for people. It's really difficult to support. So so from a management perspective, what, what sort of tips do you give leadership teams to help them support people with overwhelm? Uh, it, it ends up being some of the same advice where it's yeah. um, have that have that conversation with your team member and really understand what the problem is, but what's making them 
feel as though they're unable to handle it because yeah. sometimes you're be, you'll find that they just need support maybe a client really is very needs them all the time on the phone when they're unable to do the actual tasks right and maybe that just means that we need a support planner yeah or someone else to help with some of those little things while that planner is just handling the client on the phone because that client is very hands-on. Um, so it's really understanding the nature of what the planner is going through, where their strengths are is really important too, because some yeah. people are super good at the details. Others are super good at, you know, building relationships um, and making sure that they're thriving um, in those particular situation and giving them the help that they need in the area where they may be a little bit um, that they need that more support. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely completely agree with that. And from a well-being perspective, then coming on to like the individual, we've talked about the fact that you take breaks. And is it is it a case of um sometimes maybe having to be really own be really honest with yourself that actually you're trying to do too much, you're taking on something that is not within your skill set. And actually, is it okay to say, I'm not okay with this and, and ask for that advice and that help? Yeah, yeah, that is so true. I think a lot of it too is we refuse support sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's a huge mistake people do when it comes to overwhelm is that they feel as though they're they're not overwhelmed or they feel as though if they take help, it makes them seem like they're less of a planner. Yeah. Um, you know, these things we have to recognize because sometimes people can see that we're overwhelmed before we are. Yeah. They can see that, we're, especially leaders, they can see, hmm, she probably has a little bit too much on her plate. I'm going to watch her, but I might need to give her some support. And sometimes those planners say, oh, no, that's okay. I got it. I can, I can take it on. Um, and sometimes we need to lean in as a yeah. leader and say, you know, I'm going to give you the support planner. Or as a planner, you can say, I welcome that support. <laughs> I welcome that support. So it's really seeing that as well and that overwhelm sometimes although people think that the end of the tunnel is at the end of the program it's going it could start on your very next program so figuring out how to how to sustain a very not to say a peaceful state but a, yeah. a very comfortable state while you're planning is very it's necessary um so that you're not in this continued cycle of overwhelm and yeah. i think that's where a lot of our planners get stuck that they're it's uh, up and down up and down and sometimes that isn't healthy to constantly be up and down with overwhelm events ending overwhelm events ending yeah that, that's a yeah. roller coaster isn't it then it, it just becomes unsustainable um mm -hmm. i'm wondering if um as an events professional we don't help ourselves um you know we we as a person or all the sort of traits that we've got inside us naturally we are you know we're highly organized we are meticulous but mm -hmm. we also take a lot on we want to control things we want things done in a certain way so mm -hmm. if you you know having worked with events planners now and seeing how they're dealing with their overwhelm do you see it the fact that our traits in terms of the personality types that we are do not help ourselves yeah as far as being being type a or controlling and things yeah. like that sometimes those don't really help um sometimes we need to realize like okay b plus work in this situation is better than my a because me trying to go to a plus is literally not healthy yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so, really understanding when to draw the line, when to move on to the next thing. If you have more time later on, maybe you can circle back and perfect that. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, um, yeah, we, we can definitely shoot our own selves in the foot when it comes to uh, overwhelm for sure. 
And it's identifying that, isn't it? I think we can yeah. help ourselves if we can identify the, the sort of traits in us that can be seen as strengths, but can also cause us weaknesses. So, yeah. you know, the fact that we are highly organized, meticulous, but a perfectionist is great sometimes because we need that detail on events, but it also holds us back. We perhaps don't delegate in the right way. We don't ask for that help. Um, when we could be even better, we could maximize what our projects even more if we were to do that. Um, I've got a really controversial question for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to see what you think about this do you think naturally because we know that events are so high pressured and they are high pressured no matter what type of event you are doing they are high pressured lots of people involved um right down to the last moment things change constantly mm -hmm. are there certain people that should just not work in events because it is not right for them and causes them too much stress mm. So I would say, I feel like I have two, two answers for you. <laughs> I do feel like event planning definitely has a certain, um, it just has a certain culture behind it that people that do come in this industry definitely have to learn that culture. It can be very high paced. Um, it can be extremely difficult. You have to recognize that you're going in this, in an industry that really is a high stress industry. Yeah. Um, and CareerCast puts it at number six out of all of the industries that are out there. We're about number six right now. Yeah. So it's, it's really, um, it's really crucial for someone to know that and that they're able to deal with high stress, high pressured uh, situations, because it's inevitable, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. Um, even if you have the most simplest meeting, you still may get in a situation where you have to um, work through something that's a high pressured um, situation. So I feel like, yes, there's a certain caliber of, um, you know, I guess, persons or event planner that yep. can be in this industry. <laughs> However, I have seen that there are um, planners that have carved out, carved out a certain niche for themselves. Um, maybe there's a certain um, particular meeting type or a particular, I don't know, uh, type of area in yeah. which they can go into that they feel like they thrive a little bit better. So yeah. as long as you know what that is, you might can be very successful as an event planner, as long as you're put in a situation where you can, where you can thrive. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's tapping into your strengths and knowing I'm really good at incentive travel or I'm really good at hospitality or corporate mm -hmm. events or whatever and going, I'm sticking there, I'm staying in my lane. I'm just going to be super good at that. I'm not going to try and go and do music festivals because I had, it's just not me. I don't understand them. I can't do them. And it is right. staying in your lane, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Or even saying, hey, well, maybe not event planning. Maybe I'm working in, in a hotel as a, you know, CSM or something like that. Yeah. To and I get a little bit a part of that planning, but I'm also in a place where I can thrive a little bit more. So really figuring that out. I think there's room for everyone. They just need to definitely play to their strengths. Yeah, and that's a nice answer. There is room for everybody. That was quite, I mean, it was being very controversial. I know that saying that there's some people that shouldn't. No, be I love that. It's a great question. <laughs> and, and also now, if I'm thinking about businesses, so big businesses, um, in terms of mental health and well-being, in the in the olden days, and I'm not gonna say how old I am, but when I started out in, a, in my events career, you know, we were expected to work all hours, God sends, you know, we, we didn't get time back. We, you know, you just carried on go, go, go until everything was done. And it was, you know, we, we were young. You on that and it was great looking back we shouldn't really be expecting people to work in those um, sort of in um situations how do you feel the events industry is now do you still feel you see that the fact that we burn ourselves the companies expect us to burn ourselves into the ground or do you think they're more supportive 
Oh, I think we're at a crossroads to tell you the truth. I yeah. really do. I don't know if you feel it as a manager, but I certainly do. I feel like, um, especially after the last two years, people have had that time to evaluate what they really want, evaluate if they've been putting too much into this industry. Um, I've been seeing people leave the industry, retire from the industry, but I've also seen people come into it. I feel like as an industry, we do need to take some notes about the last couple of years and where I guess where everyone is right now, there is, are a lot of companies that are trending towards that four-day work week. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of companies that are trying to help support um, their um, their employees' mental health and yeah. well-being, um, giving them extra PTO, extra days off. Um, and I feel like that's something that the event industry should take note of because we are such a high-stress industry and definitely um, make moves in their companies to support that because I feel like that's what people um, are looking for. Um, they want to make sure as they're doing this high pressured work that they also are going to be taken care of. So um, I just saw the other day that a Welsh company just is taking all of their employees out on a um, vacation. Um, I think it's like 50, 50 people or something like that, but it, how awesome and yeah. what an amazing support that the Definitely. company is saying, Hey, you work with us through the pandemic. It was so stressful the last couple of years. Let us reward you for, for just taking care of our company. Let us now take care of you. And I think, um, if we all think like that as leaders, as companies, um, it really will help us get through this crossroads, yeah. but, um, really people are evaluating how hard they want to work and, you know, what's important to them. Yeah, and so, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is everyone's having to change the way they work. You know, my business, yeah. our business at the moment is looking at um, how many days people go in the office each week. And, you know, yeah. there's a big conversation. This has been going on months now and the conversation is still ongoing. No one knows the answers around like what we should do versus being at home. And it's just, everyone's got to open their eyes in a different way because we expect to live in a different way than we did two years ago, don't don't we? Yeah, and some people love being remote and some yeah. people do not. So what is the balance there? Um, yeah. That's definitely a good question. Um, but right now with those technology pieces that have come in, it's allowed people to do their jobs way easier than before. Um, and so it's really something that people are, are doing. I've seen planners that uh, used to be really loving in-person planning, but they've gotten this total love for website builds, virtual events and digital producing that they definitely want to do that. Um, so it's very, it's been very interesting seeing how people are, um, are changing and adjusting in order to kind of go into this new era of their, of their lives really. Yeah, it, and it is exciting. It is, it's opened yeah. up different opportunities for us. It's been really hard and stressful, but it has opened up new opportunities. I want to come back to overwhelm and I want to know about you um, as we start <laughs> to wrap things up. So how do you know, can you feel when you yourself personally, like when you're starting to feel overwhelmed? And then that's the first part of the question. And the second part is then how do you personally deal with your own overwhelm? So yes, I can feel when I am overwhelmed. It, it really feels like it, it's an overwhelming emotion. It's something that's building up in, yeah. in me. And I do get that anxiety and just that feeling where, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And so typically when that is, is happening, um, I definitely know that I need to take a little bit of a break. For me, it helps to take a step back, take a afternoon off, take even if it's a quick day of PTO yeah. to really just reset, um, reset myself and really allow my, I guess, unconscious mind to drift and 
provide solutions for me. And that's usually what happens. And I feel so much better about the situation. I have more of a idea on how I'm going to approach it. Um, and that just, it just really, really helps so that when I come back to work, I'm able to really deal with what's on my desk or realize, hey, I need to delegate this over here. I need this person to help me over here. And um, I've embraced support a lot, <laughs> which also, a lot, like I said, a lot of people don't do. So it's really helpful to identify what you need help with and be an advocate for yourself to, in order to get that help. Yeah. Um, it's very, very important. And then take breaks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. It's when you it's when you stop and walk away and do something different and take your mind away from the situation. You find you find clarity, don't you? You definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you're knee deep in it and you're stuck in it and you're going round and round in circles, you absolutely get nowhere with it. Yeah. Is there any would, go on, okay. sorry. No, go No, go. I was just also gonna mention like um there it's a mist your dominant personality can take over. So sometimes if you're a person that um, is very, very strong and you know how to really lead with your dominance, sometimes when you do in your overwhelm, you could be extra demanding. You could be probably Uh, even micromanage or you could be a little bit more harsh. And it really is that, that kind of that dominant energy coming out and you're not allowing that kind of unconscious mind to help you with those solutions so you kind of move forward with that more dominant side of your brain and that's where you can really tell too like for me when I get a little bit (laughs) a little bit overbearing um, that's when it's like okay I need to take a step back (laughs) I need to walk away I need to walk away yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's an interest that is interesting because I um I I had a, a boss sprang to mind then exactly like what I knew um obviously won't name names but I knew when they were feeling overwhelmed themselves because it, it impacted us completely it impacted all of us and um like the micromanagement came out and all of that so yeah that, I had an absolute um case study in my head then when you were talking there so yeah <laughs> completely understand that and um, is there any specific tools and resources that you could point to people into um to help them if they're feeling overwhelmed and they just want to look into this more and sort of support mm-hmm. their own personal development is there anything you use yeah, well, I actually created a free mini course for event planners, and it's just called Managing Your Burnout for Event Planners. Amazing. And um, event planners can just, and professionals, anyone in the event industry, you can go to plannersonpurpose.com backslash managing burnout, and I give you resources in terms of who to contact for any burnout resources or overwhelm resources. I go into what, what burnout is, I give you tips on how to combat it, and then also help you get through how you're going to kind of reorganize like your world so that you can move forward in a more um, content um, content stance so um, definitely check that out if you're if you're interested and what's the feedback been like on your course a lot of people really do enjoy it just enjoy that um that just that basic information like I said it's you know free resources and it was kind of my what I wanted to give the industry to be able to get through this because um, it's definitely an area where we need to pay attention to. So it's been well received for sure. It sounds fantastic. I'm going to, when I'm back from my little vacation, my skiing vacation, yes. I'm definitely going to have a look. When I'm feeling refreshed, I'm going yes. <laughs> to have a look Absolutely. at it. And Naomi, if anyone wants to reach out to you personally to sort of discuss anything further or just connect with you, what's the best way to do that? 
Um, well, I'm typically on all social media media as planners on purpose, yeah. um, with the exception of Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is plan on purpose. Um, other than that, you can find me on LinkedIn at Naomi Tucker. So um, I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, go ahead and um, contact me. It'd be great to connect. Fabulous. And I will put all the links in the podcast notes anyway, so people will be able to find you easily Naomi this has been fantastic today thank you so much for your time I've really loved it and I hope we have another conversation about this soon perfect thank you so much it's been a pleasure hey gang are you still with me a huge thank you to Naomi because this episode has been truly inspirational it's really opened my eyes just to really understand what overwhelm looks like how it feels you know how it manifests itself in the body and in our minds and how we can support ourselves better because we do make mistakes over overwhelm and we just need to identify that earlier on and support ourselves and help ourselves in the best way possible if you've got any questions to Naomi, then please do reach out to her because I know she'll be willing to help you. And likewise, if you've got any questions, queries or comments for me, you will find me on all the socials. I am Kelly Frew, or you'll find me on my website, storymakerevents.com. Now, please do join the Events for Breakfast podcast community. We've had quite the week, actually. There's been lots of comments, lots of likes, lots of shares and lots of emails through to me telling me what everyone's enjoying. So please do join the community. You'll find us all online. And also, if you're enjoying the podcast, then don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe so it just downloads into your podcast provider every week and you don't have to worry about it. And the five-star rating would also go down super well too. Now we'll be back next week with more. Take care of yourself till then and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.